0: Pack your bags with high quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to slash pack for free shipping and 365 day returns.
1: From the Crypto-CO, this is Matthew Aaron. Today on the show, what's our main story? Well, I'm not too sure. Is it Bitcoin going past 12,000? Is it Ethereum going past 400? Is it the huge influx of cash into DeFi? Is it chain leaks all time high? Is it banning WeChat and TikTok? Well, I'm just going to talk about all of them. Coming up on the Decrypt Daily. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Today is Monday, August 10th, 2020. And am I feeling that this actually all happened before? Prices going crazy. Lots of money coming into the market waking up in the middle of the night to check your coinbase or your check your coin market cap or coin gecko or any other way you check your crypto prices has anyone else noticed that their screen time on their phone jumped like 16 20% in the past couple days well i have and my battery life is not keeping up i mean it's been an exciting weekend ethereum crossed 400 bitcoin crossed 12000 i'm not too sure where they're sitting at right now but i think it's a great time to look at the crypto prices And I'm recording this at noon Eastern Standard Time, and Bitcoin is sitting at eleven thousand nine hundred five dollars, up two point three percent from last Friday. Ethereum at two ninety five twenty seven, up two point three percent from last Friday. Litecoin fifty seven eighty eight, down one point seven percent from last Friday. And I'm making an executive decision, and I am swapping out B Cash for Chain Link. I'm gonna tell you the Chain Link prices now. Chain Link is sitting at 1354 can't tell you what it was last week because i wasn't paying attention but now i am Chainlink is in the list and xrp at 29.4 cents down 2.2 percent from last friday things are heating up things are getting exciting do not put down your phone and i think it's about time for us to start including the total market cap of the entire space The market cap of all cryptocurrencies listed on CoinMarketCap is $363.5 billion. It's going to be very fun to see how I report on that over the next couple months. In our first story today, I bring on Matthew DeSalvo, writer for Decrypt, and he was covering the WeChat TikTok saga. This is something that I've been thinking about and talking about for many years as I lived in China for 15 years. When I first moved to China in 2004, I was able to do everything on the Internet, from YouTube to Facebook. One of the biggest communication apps was the Microsoft Messenger, Skype. And slowly but surely, they all fell away. They all got blocked. And eventually, Chinese apps came to replace them. Where there was MSN Messenger, now there's WeChat. Where there was YouTube... Now, then there's QQ, where there were music playing apps. There was QQ music, where there's Amazon, there's Alibaba and Taobao. So China has created its own ecosystem that basically thrives within the borders of China. So when talking about WeChat and TikTok being banned by the United States, my first idea is, who cares? People in the United States don't use WeChat, but they do use TikTok. And are we really going to miss the dancing app? And if we do miss the dancing app, isn't somebody... From the united states just going to make another dancing app like tiktok or an even better version or innovation of tiktok that we will start using instead why is it that we even care if apps are banned is it more about freedom liberty the freedom to choose free market business entrepreneurship moving into 2021 and beyond these are huge questions that we have to ask and answer what does the internet mean to us and how does it work We can't ignore the fact that China is collecting data on all its citizens, which you're in China, you can do what you want, but it's also collecting data on people around the globe. Even if we turned off TikTok or WeChat, or if we ban Huawei from making 5G or laying internet fiber optic cables across the ocean, what prevents them from just doing a Russia and building their infrastructure or their companies in countries that do not have a ban? Just create a shell company in France, the UK, in Germany or anywhere else? How is this ban going to impact the future? The future of business, free trade, the freedom of choice, and how we look at the internet? Well, let's talk to Matthew really quick to talk about this story and just see what's going on. Matthew, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me back on. Absolutely. One of the biggest things that everybody's talking about right now is Trump's ban of WeChat and TikTok. Before we get into the ban itself, I want you to Please let me know, what is WeChat and TikTok?
0: Yeah, so TikTok is one of the most popular, I think, social media platforms right now. Um, It sort of exploded during uh, the coronavirus. It allows you to make sort of small, uh, fun videos, mini videos. um, And the company that owns it is basically uh, based in China. WeChat is basically like think of it as the the chinese whatsapp except you can do everything with it everyone in china basically has it um it's used as the, to make payments as well it's basically like an all round useful app that everyone in china has
1: all right so why is this a long time coming for these two apps like what's the big deal why is trump saying we should ban these apps
0: so yeah Ch- um trump and um President Xi Jinping have been, uh, you know, clashing for a long time over a number of things. But um, the main thing um, with President Donald Trump and TikTok is he he believes that he's worried about the way uh, TikTok and WeChat collect user data, um, the potential links uh, those apps have to um, the Chinese government.
1: So in 2017, the Chinese government actually passed a law that uh, that forces companies doing business in China or in China to pass data to the government if the government asks for it. Mm -hmm. I can see that in in, since TikTok is a Beijing based company, I can see how President Trump has a point about this. Am I wrong with assuming that
0: you're right? Um, There's lots of people that have raised concerns, um, not only in the Trump administration, but yeah, throughout the U.S. um, about the possible links um, it has with the Chinese government and if it can pass on data.
1: I I hear in your voice you might be a little British. What is the the UK saying about these apps? Are they saying the same thing or kind of echoing what the United States is saying?
0: Um, So far, no. Um, But um, the UK definitely has some worries about um, Chinese influence. Uh, That's like one of the biggest debates right now. And um, they actually decided to... um, put a halt to Chinese development of uh, 5G in the country because they're, again, worried about the links the top company, Huawei, um, has with the Chinese government.
1: So what are other options? If WeChat and TikTok go away, what does that do for America and the options it has for messaging apps? And does this affect the Chinese people?
0: If WeChat goes away, uh, Chinese people can turn to other apps and they have been doing so been turning to Signal which is um, not actually one of the only um, really sort of popular uh, messaging apps that isn't banned in China so they've been turning to that so that's an option but as I said in my article like even that could be you know the Chinese government if they wanted could put a halt to that and put a ban on that so with these big apps that are centralized there really isn't an option because governments can continue to keep doing this and that is putting in restrictions or snooping on data
1: i guess what is the end game then i mean mm-hmm. okay fine you, you you take down an app from one country and the other country says okay we're gonna ban it in, as, as retaliation mm-hmm. or you know the chinese government sees people moving from one app to another and then just says hey we're gonna just do the same thing with this app as we were doing with the, app, the, the last app mm-hmm. which is either collecting data spying on data or if we're using uh that user information one way or the other what could be done to prevent government influences going into our social media or our communication
0: well as some experts like told me, the best thing is a decentralized messaging app, which doesn't really exist right now, um, or certainly not they're not very popular. But um, a decentralized and end-to-end decrypted one uh, would be the answer to So that's what some cr- people in the crypto community are arguing for. But I think we're a long way off um, one of those apps truly taking off and being really popular.
1: In your opinion, what do you think it would need for one of those apps to take off and be popular? Just have to see it. Uh, it's popularity surge in a country like China or
0: a country where, like Venezuela, for example, um, basically an a, um, authoritarian state. And I think that would spread the word and then people would uh, trust an app like that.
1: So in my opinion, it's like one of those things where I think that it sounds good on paper, but I don't know if it would be really good in practice. You need to have an on-ramp. Just like cryptocurrency, you need to have an on-ramp. That's why we have Coinbase, we have Kraken uh-huh. or Gemini or, or what have you. And we need the that user interface to be as simple as possible to onboard as many people as possible. Uh-huh. If the Chinese government or the American government can control the app stores or control ways that apps are downloaded, and no matter if the app is decentralized or not, if uh, the people or the masses cannot get their hands on it through just a, a very simple means, that yeah. uh, means where the masses understand, then the app is re- is, is useless.
0: Yeah, exactly. Obviously, Signal and um, Telegram and all those encrypted apps can be downloaded off like the Apple Store or Google Play Store. But if, yeah, if the government restricts that, then there's no, it's going to be difficult to get your hands on that app.
1: And maybe you can help me fill in this blank. I don't know if you, you know either. Is there any sort of decentralized app store that allows people to place their apps on there that cannot be taken down?
0: Um, Not that I've heard of, but um, yeah, that sounds like a good idea.
1: Right on, right on. Well, if anybody is listening, please let me know if there is a decentralized app store that works like the Apple App Store or Google Play Store, just as simple and seamless that we can download apps without the worry of a government coming in and taking down our favorite apps. Matthew, I appreciate you coming on and chatting this with me. Thanks for having me on, Matthew. The conversation of how we deal with our data And the internet has so many different layers to it from international relations to homeland security to entrepreneurship innovation free trade and a free market what does it mean in all of these different contexts and then you can look personal internal when it comes to data identity and then we can turn it into the medical when it comes to psychological manipulation how bad actors governments people can use this information against you and you don't even know Rigging elections, making you buy things maybe you don't want to buy, and possibly creating division within countries. If anybody wants to talk about any of these things, I'm always open to this conversation. Email me at Aaron at decryptmedia.com. Chainlink is on a tear. Yesterday, on the 9th, it hit its all time high of $14.37. Chainlink has more than doubled in value since the 27th of July, going up 61.7% in the last week and 121.8% over the last month. Chainlink is chilling around the $5 billion market cap with a $2.5 billion 24-hour volume. Now, Chainlink's one of those companies that we all heard about a year ago we all heard about this what is this what's going on what's going on with this chain link by this chain link what's going on everybody was talking about it and it's one of those things in crypto this is gonna be a top five coin everything's gonna be a top five coin i can see this going to the moon which moon you might ask well it looks as though we're on ganymede because this is insane what is going on with chain link well we should all be happy about chain link going to ganymede and maybe beyond zeus capital has a strong opinion about the cryptocurrency, saying that it will dump its overvalued and will be liable for its catastrophic dump. To elaborate this opinion, Zeus Capital released a 59-page document explaining why. While we all know in crypto where there's ups, there's also downs, to release a 59-page document wondering what is going on with this and having such a strong opinion makes me raise my eyebrows and go, what is going on here? I'm going to try to get to the bottom of this. I will keep you informed. Oh, by the way, at the time of this recording, Coinbase has still temporarily disabled Chainlink's trading on its platform. So on July 22nd, I put out an episode based on the article entitled, Will DeFi Hit $5 Billion in 2020? And DeFi's total value locked up in smart contracts was $3 billion. Well, two weeks later, it is at $4.55 billion. Two weeks two weeks the total amount that's locked up in smart contracts jumped 1.5 billion dollars Eh, you want to put a cherry on that sunday the total market cap explodes to 11 billion dollars for all d5 projects with chain link hitting with Chainlink leading the way and hitting all-time highs with Chainlink leading the way hitting all-time highs and really coming close to being a top five coin i think it's sitting at number six right now on coin market cap How big is this? Well, Chainlink's 24-hour volume of trading on Coinbase hit 145 million. Why is that significant? Because Bitcoin, and yes, I said Bitcoin, was only at 95 million. Now, while this is exciting, we're gonna have to wait and see how this turns out. Remember 2017, ICO crash. Is DeFi primed and ripe for an ICO-like crash? Or is this market cap sustainable? Is it reflective? We're gonna have to wait and see but some are calling for a major dump of market cap. Good old faithful Bitcoin smashed up to its all-time high in 2020 at $12,046 earlier today. It has recently dropped below $12,000, but this is a very bullish price movement. Its last all-time high was in June 2019 at $13,800. This was in relation to the Litecoin halving that happened in 2019. Switching to Ethereum, Ethereum hit over $400 on Coinbase yesterday and is now sitting at $396. Ethereum's ascent the past couple months has made it the second best performing digital asset in the crypto space. Behind, only Chainlink. Chainlink is just commanding all headlines today. Chainlink, I'm going to change this show to the Chainlink show, I think. Thank you for listening to this podcast of the Decrypt Daily. You know I'm going to be back tomorrow. Before I'm back tomorrow, do me a favor. Go to the subscribe button. Click that five star right next to the subscribe button. And down in the comment box, leave us a nice comment. It helps us stay visible. Also, as you know, things change in the crypto space quickly. You got to keep up to date. Your friends got to keep up to date. Make sure they're subscribed as well. Share this so everybody can be up to date on the crypto news. You don't want to miss a beat in a bull. Happy hodling. We'll see you tomorrow.